Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for spending some of your morning here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News will join us. Want to talk some NFL. The uh, the two the two teams uh, that are going to be featured in Hard Knocks have been uh, made public yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> I will see. The Rams mm-hmm. certainly don't move my needle. The Chargers are in the division of the team that I root for. So I've always, uh, and a bit of a huge Philip Rivers fan. Yes, I know he's no longer there. Uh, but uh, so we'll talk to Vinny about that and other NFL topics uh, coming up here in about 25 minutes. Uh, we owe you another team of the day. Roshan Corporation sponsors as we've looked back over the pandemic of some of the. I think we've gone past better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the great. We, might not be the right adjective. Right. I mean, we've done some great. There's been some great teams. Yes, I mean, and yeah. we've I think chronicled all of those. Memorable. But memorable. This is the way we're going to do it now. Roshan Corporation sponsors some of the more memorable teams. Dive it a little deeper. Absolutely. We're going to do so today with the 2001 Hawkeye football team, a team that got to the Alamo Bowl, and a team that was led at quarterback by a guy that. Uh, Kyle McCann became one of my favorites, Trent, because at the time, this is in, and I said this to you before, and I know mm-hmm. that you've heard me say it before, um, message boards were brand new at the ah, time. Ah, yes. And I couldn't believe <laughs> some of the vitriol that was said about him. Right, yeah. It, it was so much negativity. Oh, and my God. Part of the reason. I was pretty thin-skinned at the time still. Yeah. I hadn't grown my skin completely yet. But seeing how they took, and this is one of your own, and you're saying this, I couldn't believe it. A lot of shots at McCann. Oh, Brad Banks being his backup. Well, and, true. And also, when you look back upon this, I think it became even maybe enhanced even more because of the season of 2001 and what uh, 2002 Brad Banks became. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was not ready to be that guy in 01, though. And the booing that came down, that rained down in the Michigan game as McCann came back onto the field. Banks and him were still doing that, what, every four series or so, mm-hmm. Banks would go out there at that time towards the middle of the season, and the booze rained down when McCann came out on the field. People forget, Banks was awful in that game. He was terrible. Right. He ran out of bounds. He had a first down, and he ran out of bounds a yard short. I remember. Because he thought, and said afterwards, thought he was just on the wrong side of the marker. Mm-hmm. I, simple things like that. Brad Banks of 2001 was not 0-2, and... Unfortunately, I think a lot of people miss that, forget that. Well, all they remember is 2002 right. at this point. I mean, yeah. not, all, not all of them. I'm painting with a wide uh, brush here. You didn't. It was a frustrating year, too. Iowa lost so many close games throughout that season. First loss of the year at Purdue, lose that one by nine. They lose by three at Michigan State. The Michigan game we talked about, that was a six-point loss that Iowa led late in the fourth quarter. Eight-point loss at Wisconsin and the finale of the season. Yes, it was the finale of the season because we're talking about 2001, the Iowa State game. I was in Ames, too, for that one. Yeah, I was uh, 
quite an experience of names for that one. Was it? Got lost trying to find my buddy's house on my way back. It was. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Not good. Not good. I ended you were up, up by the, got lost trying to find the stadium. No, this was late set. Well, early Sunday morning. And it was a beautiful day. I it mean, was. The, the, the game day was a beautiful day. For I November remember, 24th. Is that what the date yeah. was? I remember the. Um, uh, obviously, the circumstances that led up to the game being pushed back on the on the calendar, and a lot of folks wanted to just play right away. Dan McCartney wanted to play right away. Didn't really? He? Yep, he did. Um, at first, he didn't. Then he then it came out that he does want to play. I don't think we should take the day off and or the week off. But but anyways, uh, that happened. Uh, and I remember it being a beautiful day. I took my son Kale to that game. Oh, really? To see the Cyhawk game uh, in two thousand one. So uh, we'll take a look back at the two thousand one Iowa Hawkeye football team. Roshan Corporation sponsors. Tom Caker will come in here at eleven twenty. He will opine on that and some other Hawkeye topics. Boy, you know, with everything that's gone on over the last couple of weeks um, with the Hawkeye program it has not hurt them recruiting wise one little bit or not only recruiting wise at least the what we know of uh but it's not like there's what was the after the rabdo mass defection oh yeah dennis dodd that's who it was dennis yes. dodd there hasn't been that no not at all and maybe that again shows you how solid the program is if well you did you take see their tweet mistake. from the hawkeye football program mm-hmm. this morning um juneteenth Oh yeah, with a with a um, you know a link to what what does this mean? By the way, can can we stop here for a second on sure. sports? This isn't going to paint me in a very good light, but uh, you know I've been there before, right? Did you know about this? I remember hearing about it, but not at this level. Was Juneteenth? It was. Did a, you learn about it in school? I guess. Let me put it that way. Oh, that's a good question. I I don't remember it vividly. Uh-huh. Yeah, remembering February Black History Month yeah. and, and some of the things we talked about. I don't remember anything popping in my head about this specifically. I think this is something that I picked up maybe in college okay. that, that I heard about it the first time. I don't remember yeah, hearing anything about it, certainly growing up. And well, let's be hopeful that this is something that really starts to pop. Oh, for sure. Next year's 100th anniversary, yeah. so uh, it's even going to be more magnified, and rightly so. No so, doubt. Yeah, I just, you know, shame on me, right? We've we've all got to learn these things. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I grew up as a, with Aunt Jemima syrup on the table. Yeah, yeah. Right? Never thought, never thought anything about it. Never thought anything about it at all. We have to evolve. We have to change. Um, and I'm glad Juneteenth is now... Um, in the forefront, at least mm-hmm. it is today, uh, in, of a lot of people's mind, and will be going forward. Anyways, uh, so we'll talk to Tom Caker at eleven twenty, and then Dave Sproul will chime on in. Our buddy uh, from KASI over in Ames will talk about Iowa State. You know, as we started to yesterday with Mark Morehouse, at least a little bit, it was kind of half here and now, half what do you expect from the. T- I think we should try and. As we said yesterday, I've never been more ill-prepared on the 20th of June or the 19th in this case for a college football than I am this year. Well, the good news is that Phil Steele, it's not going to be digital only. It will be coming out in magazine yeah, he made form. it. He came to an agreement this week with Barnes & Noble. Right. So Barnes & Noble will, will carry have it. it. Is now, there still one in Des Moines? Is there one yes. in West, on University still On open? University, yep. Still there. Because the one on the other side of the parking lot is Belly Up. There was another bookstore. Oh, Really? Yeah, there was a huge board. What was the, not Barnes & Noble, but what's the other big one? Borders? That's uh, a border. I think it is Borders. Okay. And now it became a I didn't even realize that store. Oh, okay. All so right. So good. I'm, I, I just got a couple of texts here that um, they never heard of June ter- th- Juneteenth either. So 
um, a spotlight that is necessary. Yes, no heck yeah. And then to read about what happened mm-hmm. that day, just mind boggling. Anyways, um, yeah, borders. There used to be a border, and the, and I don't even think the sporting goods store that was a huge sporting goods yes, store. Yes, yes, I remember. And that. it's gone now too. I think it is. Yeah, I'm not sure what. But there. they moved into Borders Books. Okay, so Barnes and Noble. Good to know that they're still open. In mm-hmm. um, boy, if you're a bookstore, yeah, I'd like to own stock in a bookstore. That would not be a good place to be. Right? No, not at all. Something I probably would have, knowing me, would have bought over the years, <laughs> thinking right. I'm about to get rich. And and I think there's one in Jordan Creek Mall too. Is there? Yeah. A board, are, yeah, Barnes and Noble. Barnes there? and Noble. So. Phil Steele, I uh, know what I'm going to be doing. In fact, I probably will bother Hope. the people a couple weeks before because sometimes they get there earlier. Right. Hey, uh, I thought you were going to say, I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be reaching out to Phil Steele and locking in well, the day for him to join us. We absolutely will be doing that, too, as we do each and every year talking with Phil Steele. It is the Bible of yeah, college football. Without and, a doubt. And without it, normally around this time, we'd be but getting be, close. No, I think we'd be getting it. We'd have the, the Athlon and Lindy's would yep. be out, and they're okay just to get you to Phil Steele. Right. Um, I might have to grab one of those this year, at the very least one. Just well, One of them's out. I, there's three of them out Are right there? Now. Yeah. Lindy's Athlon and what Speaking else? Because of that, I think I know what I'm doing right after the show. Okay. Looking for some weekend reading over Father's Day weekend is, yeah, put the feet up, get out Lindy's, mm-hmm. get some pictures. Mm-hmm. Is Lindy's mm-hmm. the ones that always got the cheerleader pictures? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. One of, one of them that, that was, well, maybe growing up a little more famous for me than it is today. And but, not, not that it wasn't for me. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Because um, I've sure. heard... Boarding News, Athlon, and Street and Smith still have one, maybe? Oh, I don't know. They they always did have one. They, yeah. That was pretty good one, actually, Street mm-hmm. Smith's. Sporting News put out something. Yep. You remember one year Blue Ribbon put out a college football? I don't remember yes, seeing they it. Did. I, I think I remember you speaking of it, mm-hmm. though. And Blue Ribbon, that used to be for basketball. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's a must-have. Right. And anymore, it's incredibly expensive. It's like it is. It's 45 bucks, yeah, something like that. It's, it's pricey. Yeah. For a magazine, it's mm-hmm. nice to have, but you got everything at your fingertips now, too. Right. You know, you, you walk through the high V your favorite grocery store, the, the magazine aisle used to be an entire section, right? Yeah, right. Now it's five, six feet. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of fishing magazines, a couple of hunting magazines, Cosmopolitan. I used to read that all the time. Cosmo, huh? Oh, yeah, I was a big fan. I wanted yeah. to know what the other team was thinking. Um, How well did it work for you? Good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Actually, did. It worked out pretty well. Um but yeah, and then and then the sports magazines, the, the fantasy mag. Oh yes, yeah, the fantasy sports. I'm talking about. Um, well, but we yeah, get, it's changed. I got to get ready for baseball drafts, fantasy baseball drafts. So you you're convinced that you're going? So well, that's an interesting topic yeah. that you just touched on. So a sixty game, a sixty five, a seventy fantasy drafts. How is it going to impact it? That's I still, just it. I, I've been in the same league. My first league was 1988. Is this a keeper league? This is not. It okay. was at one time. But Boy, 88, keeper league. Those guys are long retired. <laughs> yes, they are. 1988, Washington Elementary. My PE teacher, Mr. Mayor, who also was our head basketball You're coach. You are playing fantasy sports in what grade? Third, fourth, fourth fifth? Fourth grade, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Fourth grade. and He knew I was a big sports fan, uh-huh. and he asked. I thought he saw a degenerate bone yeah, in you yeah. that maybe hadn't fully developed yet, but knew there was potential there, was there something. to and bring it out. Game walked in there, eyes wide open. I mean, just no idea what to expect, what to do. I was the only kid from my grade that got to be asked to be part of the draft. Our principal, Mr. Bisgard, his buddy Jace I do a podcast with that we've been friends with for, for this whole time, and he was in there, but he's three years older, so he had it all figured out. So, wow. Did they think you were a mark? Well, no, not at all. The first thing, 
that our principal and Jason's dad told me, Mr. Bisgard, never trade with Jace. That was rule number one of our fantasy league in 1988. Never trade with him. Here we are 32 years later. And you still don't trade with him. I do not trade with him. You're never going to get the right end of that trade. But yeah, getting ready for the fantasy draft. How is this going to impact how you draft your team with the shortened season? On and on and on. And you got to get it in. Now, luckily, we're going to have a couple weeks at every least lead up Mm. to get that done. But I need that 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 daily well, fantasy baseball. They put out baseball. magazines on baseball like like that because the turnaround's so quick now. I'm sure there were already ones that were on the newsstand. Oh, for sure there were. Had to have been. But how? Like, they were in they spring are. training. Do we forget? Right. Don't yeah. forget they played. I don't know ten games probably by the time that this shut down. We were talking about Nelson Cruz just for a moment yesterday when we were talking about the DH. Yeah. I was looking at his spring training stats. They were just ridiculous uh, when, when we were talking about him too. He had three home runs in his first twelve at bats or something, and just picked right up where he left off. It those in older beautiful. Guys. Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I, I continue to wait. Hopefully, and you know, we had Scott Miller on yesterday, national baseball writer. He said it's probably going to last through, through the, the weekend. Sean, here's my fear. Here's my fear. I, I believe that the sit down face to face, Tony Clark, Rob Manfred in Arizona somewhere for seven hours. I believe that Rob Manfred stood up from the table, going to say shook hands. Probably didn't touch elbows, whatever it was. <laughs> fist bump. Um, fist at bump. Best. What at best. That Manfred thought that this was the deal, mm-hmm. that we had a deal. Because seemingly he left and reached out to the owners, said, done deal. Yeah. Players are good with this. Just left the meeting with Tony Clark. 60 games, expanded playoffs, universal DH, all of these uh, parameters. This is what's going forward. Well, Rob Manfred thought he had a deal, but the players. Eh, we weren't really thinking that we had a deal. And my fear is that these owners are going to let their egos get in the way. Oh, yeah? We thought we had a deal. You guys now want to come back and you want this, this, and this? Screw you. Because there were six, eight of them earlier this week that were identified as saying, we don't care if they play baseball or not. I just cut off their nose to spite their face. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, This negativity that continues to surround the game that we both love, it it gets so frustrating. And I'm with you. When they walked away from that one, yeah, were there still a few things that they needed to iron out? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But now to come back with this proposal, it was 60. Now the players are coming back with 70. They got what they wanted. They got it. They got their full prorated salary. That's what they wanted. And they got that. And everything is in place. It feels like everything is there, at least the outside you have the foundation. You have the foundation of what this is going to be. Oh, by the way, no, everything sounds good, but we want 70 games. Right. And it just goes back and forth and continually. And it gets so frustrating from, I think, every single angle. People just want baseball. We were euphoric that we had that light at the end of the tunnel. We were through the tunnel. Thank you, Scott Day. Borders Sports Authority. Sports Authority, yes. Sports Authority. Boy, that was a great store. It was. I they a had club everything. There. I love that place. Yes. Tennis equipment. Remember mm-hmm. getting a tennis racket there one time? And when I'm in Iowa and I go into a sporting store, good store and I see hockey equipment oh. and if, you know, a fair share, not just one or two sticks. Right. And they both shoot right. Well, I shoot left. Gosh darn it. Anyway. <laughs> but they've got, you know, a, a, a good. I know I'm in a sports store. Sports Authority was pretty good. Thank you, Scott Day. That I couldn't is. pull the name uh, out of that, but yeah, back to the back to the baseball. I'm with Scott Miller. I think it's going to be you know a through this weekend. 
Look, we've been saying this for a long time, yeah. right? The time is running out. It is. <laughs> it feels like time is running out. Spring training uh, with their initial proposals start to, is supposed to start next Friday. A week from today? A week from today. Spring training games to begin the 26th through the 28th, so basically next weekend, uh-huh. depending on, I'm sure, where players are coming from, things like that. Well, and here's the other thing. We're thinking of spring training because, hey, did I even say this? Because I get accused of, what, what's it called? Fear porn? Is that who I am? Fear mongering? Something like that. Arizona, Grapefruit League. Yeah. Florida, uh, Grapefruit League, Florida. Um, Cactus League. Cactus League, Arizona. Texas, these are the three hot spots. I think teams are going to train in their own city. Yeah, and I asked... And Scott Miller said that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, when we talked to Scott, that's something that he said, and I think it makes sense. So you don't want to congregate even more but where... how do you play teams? Who's Toronto going to play? Inter- inter- squad. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah, I mean, because minor leaguers don't have anything going on, right? Right. So instead of bringing your 40-man camp, it's... We're going to have an 80-man camp. White Sox and Cubs would be sick of each other. Right. And then they got to play each other during the regular season, which is going to be fantastic if that's the way this streaks up. Yeah, I still haven't seen anything as a Definitive, to, I'm with yeah, you. Because for a long time, for what, two, three weeks, it felt like everybody in the American League East is playing everybody in the National League East along with their own division. And mm-hmm. that's all you're going to play. Same thing with Central and the West. That's the way it was set up. And I haven't seen any conversation at all if they're going to maintain that. Now, another thing I wonder is... I mentioned to you this yesterday when you're talking about kind of three game series, four, five game series. Just stretch it out even more, cut down on travel like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would make a lot of sense too, yeah. where you're playing more wraparound series, you're playing Thursday through Monday, those type of things, to cut down on the travel, to expand the number of games, and then the day offs can kind of fall in there, or even double headers. I mean, you could play six games in five days in yeah. one city. I'm not Before sure. you depart. Well, obviously, it depends on how, again, September 27th, work back, because yep. that's when yep. they're determined to be done. Um, I, I'm not sure there's going to be a need for doubleheaders. Yeah, probably not. Right? Unless, right. unless obviously, weather becomes a factor, mm-hmm. yep. and they're trying to get it in. Well, look, I, I'm just pumped that... Wouldn't that be a great Father's Day present for us fathers yes, out there? Yes, For baseball to come to an agreement on Sunday? Wouldn't that be awesome? Eh, they'll get to it Monday. Maybe Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. That's baseball as we sit yeah, here today. Yeah, they can't get out of their own no. way, can you? Are you, um, I, I just taped something with Emery Song. Yeah. Um, and, and Emery's not alone. The hatred towards Rob Manfred, he's the face of the owners. Right. You know, just like Goodell is the face of the NFL ownership. Yeah, he, look what Manfred, when, what, what he said was, what did he say about the, the World Series? That's ah, just a piece of metal. Piece of metal, yeah. The trophy. Come on, you can't say that. But all the, he gets paid very well, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure he loves the game of baseball, but he gets paid very well to take all the arrows that are supposed to come to be shot at the owners. Just like Goodell. Same thing. This is what these guys do. The commissioner of the league is paid by the owners. And any commissioner, even Adam Silver, who I think is certainly the, best, the most liked yes. of that, but there's still plenty of detractors for him. I, I've heard many people. Uh, Tony Kornheiser continues to talk about he let the players dominate this league, take over the league. Mm-hmm. And as a commissioner... With the super teams, you mean? That player empowerment, on and on and on. And because of that, well, are the owners real happy? Public sentiment certainly is there, but the owners look at it and say, whoa, what's going on here? We've given the players all this power. We're now losing money that used to come in from China, on and on and on, where we look at them in such him in such a positive light as media people, as fans. You look at him, but who he actually works for, 
maybe doesn't look at him <laughs> the same way. But like you said, that's the job. The job is to be the bad guy. Yep. I'm with you. I don't think Rob Manfred loves baseball. Oh, I don't either. To say that it's a piece of metal. Right. To come out one week and say, 100% we're coming back. And then five <laughs> days later, go on ESPN and say, there might not be a season in 2020. Well, was Speak- he saying that because the owners told him to say that? Oh, probably. That's what you have to do. That's the right. job. It's not a job where you're going to get all kinds of great public sentiment. You're not going to be beloved. That is not what it is. You just have to look at it in that direction and understand this is still mediation. This is still mm-hmm. back and forth, and he is he's that middle ground that has to be on both sides, try to help both sides, but ultimately he works for the owners. He does. Uh, you'll be working tonight, fingers crossed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, weather-wise, speaking of baseball, you've got high school baseball. We've got high school baseball here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Uh, you're going to see Roosevelt again. Yeah. You're the voice of the Rough Riders so, so far this year. <laughs> yeah, you're... we'll see the Rough Riders again for uh, probably three, four weeks. Unless so. they get to Principal Park and you flex the schedule, well, which I wouldn't that, that blame you a happen. bit. That could happen, yes. Uh, so, Waukee hosting Roosevelt, double dip, you're on the air at what time? So, you'll pick up game one in progress, do you know? Or yep, is... well, as long as it's still going, we'll pick up at 7 o'clock. Oh, so, so you normal. don't get on till 7? Yep, okay. 7 o'clock is when we'll jump on. I know uh, Ross and Chris are staying on till 7? I believe that Emory has High School Insider from oh, 6 gotcha. until 7 here on Friday night. With so, Cody Goodwin? Yes, so that's will be gotcha. coming up beforehand. We'll jump in. Game one's still going on. If not, it'll be game two with the Rough Riders and the Warriors, two top 10 teams in the preseason. Did the Roosevelt game Monday night. Lost both sides of the doubleheader to Centennial. They come back. Go over to Valley, win both games against the Tigers. So Roosevelt two and two, and Waukee at three and one in the early portions of the season. Doubleheaders in the CIML Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. <laughs> There's, they're going to be six games into it in five days. Think about that. Not too bad. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm happy for the kids, and uh, so far. So good. Yes. Miller and Condon will take a timeout. Vinny Iyer will get into the NFL with Vinny when we come back. Our Roshan Corporation team spotlight. What are we calling it? Memorable. Memorable. Teams in Iowa history. Memorable teams in the state of Iowa history. One of those memorable teams is the 2001 Hawkeye football program. We will do that uh, at 11 o'clock. Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com at 11.20. Dave Sproul, KASI, our sister station, and the home of Cyclone Sports in Ames. Uh, he's on at 11.35. Trent and I take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. .org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. As promised, our buddy Vinny Iyer, he's a Northwestern grad. How are they going to be this year, Trent Condon? That, uh, one of the great unknowns, I think, we've talked about. Wisconsin, of course, is going to be there. Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, our thoughts. But we like Purdue. Yes. Not sure about those Wildcats. They, uh... 
You need to find a quarterback play a little bit better than last year. Yeah, they didn't have one last year. The offense entirely. And I think Vinny would agree with this, wouldn't you, Vinny? It was, a, uh, it was tough to watch that offense last year for your Wildcats. Yeah, we're going to see how this all works out with uh, Peyton Ramsey coming over. Yep. Is he going to be anyone to look out for? What do they do with Andrew Marty? Or uh, Looking at Hunter Johnson certainly was definitely disappointing coming over high expectations some personal issues there as well that had to take care of so we'll see we know it comes down a lot to quarterback play in the big 10 and if you've got a guy there that you can consistently rely on you're going to have a lot of success if you don't then it's a grind every week to try to win games with uh, other elements is trent green's kid still there did he leave i know he got hurt last year uh in, i yeah, think it was, was game one blow. yeah he's he's still around but is he? it's just hard yeah at this point with Injuries and everything piling up. I would say uh, they're going into the season with a great unknown there. So we'll see. They got to get some stability there. They had a lot with Clayton Thorson. They've really had a drop off, obviously, since then. No, no doubt about that. Vinny Iyer is our guest. Well, let's get into the NFL, Vinny. Uh, look, we we found out yesterday that Hard Knocks is a go this year. I thought that that might be. You know, one of the casualties of COVID, they're going to try and uh, and pre- present the television program. It depends on the year. I think some years obviously are better than others. I, I'm going to tune in whether it's you know whether I I'm enjoying it or not. It, to me, it's one of the rights of April and gets closer to football. Uh, but it's the Rams and the Chargers, and by far, at least to me, when the Rams were on not too many years ago. Boy, it was terrible, Vinny. Uh, the Chargers, they don't have a lot of fans, as we know, looking at their stadium uh, the last couple of years. Uh, are they doing the right thing? Did they Have they got the right two teams? I think they have the right two teams from their perspective. From everyone else's perspective, no. What are they doing? I mean, uh, they try to sell, okay, we're going to give you two teams. But really, what are they trying to do? They're trying to sell, hey, look, we built two, uh, these two teams a fancy new stadium that's uh, – uh, more than $5 billion. We want to showcase this team and try to sell you hard on this team. And that shouldn't be the case. I mean, good teams, regardless of the market, sell themselves in the NFL. I think NFL is very frustrated about Los Angeles and the return there. I think it expected bigger returns. I mean, there's a good chance that Las Vegas is going to be a bigger booming NFL mm-hmm. city this year with the Raiders than what you're going to see with the Chargers and Rams. You just don't have a national following that hurts. I mean, I think the Raiders are certainly going to have a lot of uh, national interest that followed them. That's why he had the big ratings for Hard Knocks last year. You had the Antonio Brown drama. You had John yep. Gruden saying a lot of hokey things that worked. But the Rams are in a decline here. The Chargers are in a bit of transition. There's not a lot of flashy personalities on either team. Again, and most of the country doesn't really care what's going on with the Rams and Chargers. So That's true. I think this is pretty much showing up as like an infomercial for the NFL <laughs> for Los Angeles football. I mean, what else is the reason of putting this on this year. I mean, you already have a lot of challenges. I think what the NFL needs to be careful of, and we saw Dr. Fauci's comments about yeah. potentially needing to play the season in a bubble, is being too aggressive about getting the season done the way it wants. I think you have to make the major adjustments in 2020 if you're going to have safe football that isn't interrupted, or if at some point in the season, whether it be October, November, or later in the season, maybe the playoffs where you're expecting to have some fans in the stands. So, yeah, again, it's a uh, it's a very unknown, shaky time for a lot of sports. You got a lot of precedent with other leagues to try and open here between them. But again, I don't know why you have to add hard knocks to the layer of all this when you're just trying to figure out how to keep the people on the team safe to begin with. 
regardless, it's the right of summer. It doesn't matter the teams involved. I'll be watching. I'll be excited for it. And uh, those great sights that you certainly get from HBO as they put it together, a great part of the summer. What is summer going to look like, though, as teams start to descend? The camps that we have where teams get together and they go through drills and, and practices, are those going to be off the board? And the four preseason games, boy, it just seems unrealistic, at least from my view, to anticipate we're going to see four preseason games. Where are you at? Yeah, I think if there's already a provision for fans not attending regular season games, I mean, you're putting out a preseason game that people are not that excited for. I mean, basically it's an extension of your season ticket package, and that's why it exists to make the owners enough money and kind of stuff the season schedule for the people that have tickets for it. So that's the only reason it exists right now, and you get to see teams for the first time. So if you're a Bucks fan, uh, you might be able to go out there and see Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in that uniform for the first time. But that element is not there anymore. You're not going to see it in person. You're going to see it on TV anyway. At this point, so maybe I think you see a preseason shortened to really what it should be. I think it should be no more than two games. And uh, that's where you see uh, in the direction that they need to go if they're going to expand the season schedule anyway. Uh, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News is our guest. Vinny, it seems like if there ever is going to be a year, because you know you, you, your, your window of playing uh, at, in the NFL is, is short to begin with. Um, if there is ever going to be a year for Colin Kaepernick, it seems like this is going to be it. There's people out there that, be- that believe that you know, that he doesn't want to play in the NFL. Uh, if he does want to play, will he get that opportunity? And who might he get that opportunity with, Finney? Well, I don't know. I think that's just been uh, created there that he doesn't want to play. I mean, if you have okay. a tryout in November... I mean, that's in November of last year. I think he was pretty interested all the way through uh, the middle of last season. So when you look at it, I think that's just a convenient thing people might say. I think maybe there are some challenges in returning after a three-year layoff. He might have uh, gone in a different direction. Maybe he's not uh, in the same playing shape, but he showed that he was in shape when he was throwing the ball uh, just a few months ago. So I look at this and say, okay, he's lost three years. He's probably never going to get the same chance in the NFL the chance to start is probably gone here, at least in the short term. Things have to really fall into place for him. But right now, he's just looking for a break somewhere in a depth chart where he can compete for a backup job. And at this point, Colin Kaepernick is going to be very cheap to add to your roster. So yeah. that's the thing. is like You're getting him at a bargain price, and sometimes you weigh him versus Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to ask for something a little outrageous in relation to what he was getting paid as a starter to compete or hope for a job. Well, Colin Kaepernick... And not his fault. He's already been humbled by this league, and he's just trying to get back in and get a chance here. So I think that's why teams are open to it. I think people have also realized, and it, you haven't heard those words out of the NFL, that Colin Kaepernick may have been onto something. We were all wrong, but they're trying to uh, fix that. Unfortunately, you can't uh, just turn back time and just say everything is fine, but at least you can give him a fair shot if he, at 32 years old, is a more viable candidate at quarterback than some of the other guys in the league, uh, young, old, to be backups, and you have to give him a shot. Uh, Vinny, you mentioned Cam Newton, and I don't, I don't want to talk about his likelihood of playing this year. I, I do think that he'll f- eventually find a team. But, but that aside, uh, the Carolina Panthers, uh, their Twitter feed, uh, and I don't know if every team's doing this, uh, but their Twitter feed came out, and you're you know you're in that part of the country, so I want to get your take on this. Uh, they're they're trying to find their goat, all right, their greatest of all time, Carolina Panther, and they put up three 
uh, three guys, Julius Peppers, Steve Smith Sr., uh, and, of course, Luke Keekley. And um, there was an outcry that how can you not have Cam Newton on this list? Well, Peppers going on the Hall of Fame. Keekley will. Uh, I think Steve Smith is eventually, seniors eventually going to get in. Uh, if they're, if they should have had Cam Newton on that list, who should they have taken off that list? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a narrative that's also been built up. And I think maybe Cam Newton's value has been kind of inflated here. I know he had a very good season in 2015. People keep circling to that season. Yep. And he, he's been a special player when healthy, but he hasn't been healthy enough. And when you look at it, if you look at it, that's a short window of time, right? The way that quarterbacks are lasting right now. I mean, he basically had uh, a limited tenure in terms mm-hmm. of being a very good player on this team. I mean, right now, I mean, when you go nine years on a team and you mess a good chunk of that with injuries, that doesn't seem like a lot, a quarterback these days. So, uh, And you look at it, I mean, there was another quarterback who took a team and helped the team get to a Super Bowl. So there was that element also working against Cam Newton, maybe a little bit, that you have uh, – uh, the Steve Smith and uh, Julius Peppers era, getting them to a Super Bowl. So I think uh, they're all factors there, but you're right. I mean, these three guys are Hall of Famers. I wouldn't say that Camden is a Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. by logic, those three guys should be the yep. the people that you vote on for the all-time uh, best Panther. And I, I think people just made too much of it, and I get it. He's a polarizing figure. You either want to exalt him, you either want to bring him down, but – I think this is actually a fair assessment and not something to get uh, too riled up about. Off-season, these stories happen all the time as we get ready for camp, best shape of their life, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I I mentioned this earlier in the week. I am a very downtrodden Chicago Bears fan, but the stories are out there, and they're all over the place this week. Khalil Mack, he's training like no other. He looks rejuvenated after a down 2019 Khalil Mack, and your overview of this Bears team, of course, quarterback is such a huge question mark for them coming into the season, but how good do you think the Bears can be, and are you a believer that Khalil Mack, we're going to see a different guy than what we saw last year? Well, I think we'll definitely see a much improved defense, and you'll have Akeem Hicks in the middle, uh, disrupting things up front that they needed. He's a good, versatile player that they really hurt uh, up front without him, so they're definitely set up pretty well. I think uh, you'll have Robert Quinn help out as well to draw some attention. He's a little older, so that's mm-hmm. the concern there. Does he have much left, especially going into 3-4? But at least you have some guys who can do some things. I think losing Nick Kiewikowski is going to be a big loss. I think Danny Trevathan has lost a lot. Yeah. Kiewikowski was such a big part of that uh, linebacker core last year, so that's going to hurt. I think their secondary has got some issues after Kyle Fuller. So Mac is going to do his best to lift the scheme, but I think there are a lot of holes in the back seven that didn't exist uh, just a couple of years ago when they had that elite defense. And then, of course, uh, you know, the Packers are set on Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings are pretty happy with Kirk Cousin. Matthew Stafford should come back healthy for the Lions. Mm. Meanwhile, the Bears are figuring out Nick Foles versus Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> in a battle here. So, you know, that's going to be the biggest obstacle. They don't have the stability. I mean, you look at it, Cousins, the most efficient season he has had in his career. Stafford was having a really good season before he went down to the injury. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So what do you have left at quarterback? I just don't think it's there for the Bears to compete with the rest of the teams at the most important position. No doubt about that. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News uh, is our guest. Vinny, Kyle Shanahan got paid. It's his second big contract. Um, Remove Belichick and I guess probably remove Andy Reid. Would those be the two at the top of the pecking order coach-wise? I mean, Belichick for sure. Mm -hmm. I would think that Andy Reid has got to be there. So of the 30 names that I didn't say running franchises – 
I think Kyle Shanahan's very high up on that, you know, that next group. Sure, there's been some guys that won Super Bowls. I'm a big John Harbaugh fan. Uh, Tomlin in, in Pittsburgh has a lot of fans out there. Uh, Pete Carroll in, in, uh, in Seattle. Kyle Shanahan might be, is he on top of that next group? He's certainly in the conversation, don't you think? Yeah, I think you have to start looking at, just not looking at coach, but also the general manager aspect. And and that means having a good collaboration. So usually where there's a good coach, there's a good general manager. We know Andy Reid has uh, Brett Beach. You have uh, John Harbaugh has Eric DaCosta. And uh, he has uh, John Lynch there, uh, Shanahan does. So when you think about it, I mean, it's a good combination. This is why you have to hit on both of those guys, have a good relationship, and both those guys will end up having success because then uh, the coach knows what type of personnel he needs for his offense. He recognizes that, and his general manager is willing to get that personnel consistently to help him win games. So it goes hand-in-hand, hand, but you look at Kyle Shanahan, you uh, look around the league, you have uh, Sean McVay, kind of a similar young mm-hmm. coach that's on the rise, but uh, I think Kyle Shanahan has had similar success already. Maybe he has a higher trajectory going forward the way the 49ers are run with Lynch versus where the Rams have got kind of throwing the money, the money guys to have success. So I think you look at the guys paid in that stratosphere. You have Sean Payton and Harbaugh and uh, uh, other guys that have won Super Bowls, Mike Tomlin. So if you won a Super Bowl or gotten one, you deserve to be paid higher than a lot of other guys. And uh, Kyle Shanahan got to one. I think he can certainly win one at some point as well. So I see uh, yesterday the new Raiders stadium, and uh, they do the flush test where they're running all the faucets, they're flushing all the toilets in the stadium at the same time to see if it can withstand it, and it passed the test. But there's been so much written about the stadium, the look, the black look to it with the black and silver of the Raiders. It's just so cool. Yet It looks great from the interstate. I, I haven't heard much about the new L.A. stadium. I know it was supposed to be an indoor-outdoor stadium, just not the same buzz and kind of full circle to our hard knocks there. Anything there? Anything to get excited about, or is it just going to be another new stadium? Yeah, it was Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles. <laughs> right. We know it. NFL in Los Angeles is just not the same. Hmm. That's what I mentioned in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, this is a market that's been hungry for the NFL. They've been yeah. wanting it badly. It's already part of their fabric. Uh, I wrote about it a few years ago that every Sunday, what do you see in Las Vegas on, during the NFL season? Mm-hmm. Sports books are filled to the max. Yep. So they're eating up NFL uh, big time there. And to have it in a good location, I think they just had a little bit more glitz. I mean, that's why they're ahead. That's why they've got the draft situation. Uh, they were going to have it, and it looked good there this year ahead of uh, their uh, ability to have their first season there. So I think Las Vegas just uh, – it's more of an NFL place built to me right now than Los Angeles is, and that might not change for a while with the popularity of the Raiders. Look at how Vegas has changed. Uh, not only sports waging all across the country, but the Golden Knights, a hockey team in the desert, and you can't get a ticket to watch the Golden Knight play. And, of course, everybody, uh, the fans of other teams, going to converge on the weekends that the Raiders are home to host your team. Vinny, great stuff. If you're a horse racing fan, Vinny's got a lot of stuff at Sporting News on the Belmont Stakes that... I mean, I'm a horse racing guy, Vinny. It just seems out of place. Um, the first jewel of the Triple Crown, not a mile and a half. Um, if there's a Triple Crown winner, I don't even, he doesn't deserve or he, to be even spoke about with some of the immortals that came before him. But a long way we'll go before we have to have that argument, debate, etc. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News Northwestern grad, three-time Jeopardy champion, and a regular guest with us here throughout the uh, year. Vinny, thanks for what you do for us. Yep, have a good one, guys. You do the same. Vinny Iyer uh, joining us from the Sporting News. Um, The 
Allegiant Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, from just it's well, if you're staying at a hotel that looks that backs out onto it, looks great. I stay at the Palms, and then yeah. you can look out and you can see it. It's going to be really special, Trent. It really is. And this city to the sports town, the pro sports that have just exploded. Hockey. Hockey in the desert. Hockey. Yes. It's not like there's a lot of kids that grew up playing hockey in Vegas. <laughs> I I think there's three. There's three, right. But people gravitated to that yeah. at such a high level. Oh, my gosh. And Well, how, they were spoiled. They got to the cup in their right. first year. And, and that, I think, had a lot to do with right. it, too. But I remember those first month and a half, two months, and sports wagers that I follow on Twitter and just talk. the the books are getting absolutely clobbered throttled yes. because I'm betting on the home team for no. the first time we're betting on the home team and they were winning and they were winning and they're not supposed to they were picked 31st out of 31 teams by everyone and they go to the cup and they go to the cup and it had been not for Alex Ovechkin and company I think it was that the capital yeah that was the caps um do you mean who knows but uh, football in the desert going to be something. I think it's going to be a huge, huge success. You know what people will see uh, the, uh, the the Rams Charger Stadium? If you fly into L.A. Uh-huh. and you have a seat on the right side of the plane, that's the, the, the flight, what do they call it? Flightway, pathway, whatever it is. When you come in from, well, I was going to say from anywhere in the States for the most part, you, that's how you go into LAX. And if you're on the right-hand side of the plane, because it's built where Hollywood Park used to be. Oh, okay. And the Fabulous Forum. And yeah. you could look out this, your window and you would see the racetrack and you'd see the Fabulous Forum, which was the most disappointing sports venue I've ever been to in my life. It wasn't so fabulous. Huh? It was nothing but fabulous. It's a dump. I mean, the pillars were cool. But they've renovated it now and they made it like a, a concert Is that what it venue. is? Yeah. It's one of the few, because it's round, right? Yeah. And you would think that you would be able to walk around the concourse. No. Huh? You get to one end and it's a wall, Turn and around. everybody's walking the same way because you're, you know, you're seeing and being seen. Yeah, and you come to it and it's a freaking wall, <laughs> and you got to turn back and fight the traffic because everybody's about to run into the wall. We're about to run into a break. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six. Start spreading the news. Chairman of the board, Trent Condon. Be hearing this tomorrow. Yes, you will. You will when the horses come on the track. I believe is when they play it. You know what else they play this? At Yankee Stadium, following games. Ah. As soon as the game is over. Uh Now, at least when they win, I don't know if they play it. Certainly, it's not as exuberant. Right. Had the Red Sox, whoever been in town, picked them off that day. But as you're exiting Yankee Stadium, this is coming through the speakers. Ah, oh, that's so good. Oh, it is. Frank Sinatra. Uh, they'll play that tomorrow. So, yes, they will. I mean, the Belmont Stakes. Eh. It's first. It's, it's this year. This year. It's another race, Trent. That's how I that's see it. Year. Nothing exciting nothing, for you. Nothing. No horse that no. has buzz. No, I, like I don't that. know. Yeah, you haven't even. I haven't even paid attention. Will you tomorrow? No, if... I don't think I will. Really, I don't think I will. So that comes as such a surprise. I know how you love to have the racing forum in your yeah. hand and go through, and it is the first triple crown race of the I year. Know. Trent on Derby Week, the entries are drawn on Tuesday by the by the supper time on Tuesday. I'm. Pouring over it. I, I'm going to get my brain speed in on Saturday, right. but I feel pretty good about my chances Tuesday through Friday. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I will. I, I don't know. Maybe I, what, what else is going on? Right? There's 
be the third round of wherever the uh, the PGA is this week. Right. Um, so maybe, but eh, maybe not. I got a. I put together a trifecta box last you, night on this race. Yeah, you've bet this race. Yeah, offshore. Yeah, <laughs> three four nine. Three four nine. So remember that one when that okay. comes in. And all right. Now do they see the dozens the bad of news. dollars coming my bad way? Bad news for you. And it got Chris Williams a couple years ago. Do you remember Chris? Oh yeah. He bet offshore a couple of years ago. Yep. Yep. And they cap it. Mm-hmm. And had he bet it? And had, had he got in his car in Bondurant and drove all the way to Altoona? <laughs> the whole fifteen minutes. Well, I don't think 10, it's that long. Seven. Right. If you if you get the one light, it's probably four or five. <laughs> but you know he he didn't want to do it, and it they cap the payouts when you bet offshore because they book them. It doesn't go into the pools. So will I be able to go to Prairie tomorrow and do put wagers on the yes, Belmont? Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is I don't know for sure. But you would guess. Yes, yes, because live racing starts today. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if live racing is on, I would assume... Paramutual, good to go. Simulcasting is, is yeah. good to go. Makes sense. It does make sense, but I haven't seen one spot for that or heard no. one spot for that, but... Uh, nine six seven one thousand or prairiemetals dot com. Still got that memorized. Yeah, so for sure. Uh, my office number. You know, I'm going to give out my office number. No, I should because then people will bug them at night. <laughs> Whoever's got that number. Yeah, was it getting... probably still in the announcers booth? Yeah, probably still in the announcers booth. Anyways, uh, so um, yeah, uh, the Belmont don't know, but Prairie's live racing does open tonight. They opened up their doors. On Monday, I have no idea how it's going over there. I, there was a know, line on Monday. That's what Gary Palmer told yeah. us when we had him on the radio, that um, uh, that there was a line to get in when the uh, doors were reopened at 8 o'clock. What are you doing for Father's Day weekend? Uh, this is the weekend that my in-laws always come to town. Uh, so don't know exactly what the plans are. There was talk of fishing. Uh-huh. I said, all right, you guys go fishing. I'll go. Uh, I'll take Jack golfing. How about that? Nice. Not a fisherman. So you park park them in the golf cart, yeah. strap the strap the uh, the car seat in there. <laughs> right. Is there a safety belt on? Or, no, uh, I didn't no. think so. I was just joking more than anything okay. because the the fishing idea didn't exactly float Move my boat. Move your needle. But, yeah. yeah. In laws are in town. I don't get a whole lot of say. So we'll have fun regardless. Yeah. Well, good. Um, hopefully the golf's good. Now there is a Ken Griffey show that you mentioned on Sunday night. Yeah, that'll be seven o'clock our time. I seven? saw okay. the Mariners put out a tweet that said five o'clock, but that's five o'clock Pacific. Oh, that's where I saw it then. MLB Network though for that one. So two thirteen on your Direct TV. And what is it? Is it's nine minutes? Yep. Right, of, hour and a half of, of what? Good question. I just saw his entire career. I hope so. Boy, I do too. I know what I'm going to see, and I think we're all going to see a lot of him swinging the bat. Oh, no doubt. So special. Running into the wall, the speed, the power. His hat on backwards, taking BP. So cool. He was. He was. Just a cool guy. What a player. And you know what? With him and all those home runs that he hit, you know what he's never associated with? Steroids. PEDs. You don't hear PEDs in Ken Griffey Jr. uh, in the same sentence. Uh, we will come back with our 11 o'clock hour, Roshan Corporation. We look back at some of the more memorable teams. One of those teams, the 2001 Hawkeye football team, Alamo Bowl victors. We'll do that. Uh, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report. Dave Sproul on Iowa State from KASI, Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.